You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 270. In this episode, I share with you how you can be a great affiliate. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Recently, I did a masterclass inside my Somba community on how to be a great affiliate. And I thought it would be a great idea to do an episode on this as well. Although I cannot share with you everything I taught in the masterclass, at least you would learn a lot about how to be a great affiliate. Affiliate marketing is a wonderful way to have multiple revenue streams as entrepreneurs. But too many think it is just about having an affiliate link and sending out an email or making a social media post. But there is just so much more to affiliate marketing and only those who do it right benefit. And they benefit greatly. In this episode, I want to share with you how you can be a great affiliate. If you're not already in my Sompa community, make sure you get on the waitlist for Sompa by going to sigrun.com forward slash 270. And there you also find the show notes of this episode. Why would you work with affiliates? Well, first of all, if you want to go fast, you can go alone. If you want to go far, you should go together. This is the reason that I work with affiliates. I worked with affiliates first time on my signature program in June 2017, and it was a game changer. Yes, I could have achieved some of the revenue that they brought to me, but not all of it. And since then, I've fallen in love with affiliate marketing. Not the sleazy kind, but the good kind. The kind where you're really supporting your audience and you're also sharing a success story when working with the person offering the affiliate program. So why should you be an affiliate? It's an extra revenue stream, as I mentioned in the intro. It may fit perfectly into your portfolio. So maybe you don't even have a product that is offering what the partner is offering. It's a way to serve your audience. So if you want to be someone who is always looking out for your clients and what they could be doing next and what they need help with, having an affiliate product of something that you don't offer is a nice way to serve your audience. And if it's a part of your success story that you took a certain program or work with a certain person, well, it makes sense that you get a commission when you recommend that person or that program. Why you shouldn't be affiliate? Well, if you think it's easy money, <laughs> just like I mentioned in the intro, if you think it's just about having an affiliate link and maybe sending out a couple of emails or making a couple of social media posts, no then this is not for you. 
Or if you think you can make one or two sales and you're eagerly wanting to work with someone because you know you can get a thousand dollars here and there, but you're not really planning to take it seriously, you're just going to ask your friends, you should rather leave it. Because, and for this reason, I have come up with three affiliate marketing types. The first one I call the slacker. You just have an affiliate link and you mention a product or service you like in an email or a post or maybe on a special affiliate page. But that's all. You're not planning on doing more. You're not putting more energy into it. It can be a good thing and I'm going to dive into it shortly. What is good about being a slacker? But it's not really what you want to be doing if this is a program that made a change for you and your business, or if you say to someone you're going to work with them, and yes, you're going to promote the program, but actually you have the slacker mentality to it. The second affiliate marketing type that I have identified is the wannabe. You plan on doing a good job. You have, uh, yes, a lot of energy you bring to it. But you don't really have a plan. You don't really have a strategy. You're not planning to spend anything on Facebook ads. You're going kind of half into it, thinking you're doing a great job, but actually you're not. So you do an interview or a Facebook Live with a partner. You send out a couple of emails. Maybe you might even spend $10 or $100 on a Facebook ad, but that's it. And then you wonder why the results are not what you hoped for. That's because you are not the third type and the type that I prefer, which is the master. You treat the affiliate launch as your own launch and you go all in with a whole launch strategy, Facebook ads, Facebook groups, and etc. Above all, it is about the energy you bring to it, whether you're a slacker, wannabe, or a master, but it's also about your strategy and execution. So let's dive in each of these affiliate marketing types. The Slacker affiliate can be great if you are recommending a software. So let's say you like using lead pages and you recommend it from time to time when it fits. You're not promoting it too much, but maybe when you're saying that you just created a great landing page and you happen to be affiliate and you mention it and you do have to share that you're getting paid for commission. So if you're doing this in social media posts or email, you should always mention that you're getting paid. And maybe you have a special affiliate page where you gather all the products and services you use in your business. Make sure it is always products and services that you actually use and you actually like using and that you're currently using. And then you create short codes. You get some scrambled code from lead pages and then you put your own together like sigrun.com forge does lead pages. And if people want to buy the product, they can they click on the link and you get a commission. Also, I use, for instance, a video light and people are always asking me about this video light. So I decided to put together a product page with all the different products I use, not the software I use, but the products. And it's sigrun.com forward slash kit. And I have my video light. I have my cameras, my video camera. And the main reason was not the affiliate revenue 
although that would be nice if that happens. The main reason I put this page together as I was being asked all the time, what do I use? And instead of always creating a link to Amazon, I said, hey, here's my affiliate page. And what has actually happened as a result, because this link is so easy to remember, signal.com forward slash kit, K-A-T, is that other people in my community have started to put it as an answer to the question for me. So being a Slacker affiliate is not necessarily bad, but it's not how to approach when you're selling somebody's online program course. So that is only to be used for these products that are more, as I say, products and software. The wannabe affiliate is the intermediate one, and you never want to want the intermediate one. You could be either offered or you applied to be an affiliate. You introduce the partner to your audience. So maybe you do an email or an interview. Maybe in most cases, it's a Facebook Live. And you send a couple of emails, an invitation. Maybe maybe they have a launch webinar and you send an email with a link, with a tracking link, of course, to your audience. And maybe two more emails. And you go about your day otherwise as if you're not really having a launch, maybe you're selling something else, you send a couple of emails of your own launch promotion. And when it comes to close day, you kind of get a panic because you haven't made many sales and you add a few more social media posts and maybe a close card email. And then you wonder why you didn't make many sales. Because you were kind of doing the right things, but not really not energy-wise and not strategy-wise. And that's the wannabe affiliate. And that's the people that you, if you're a partner offering an affiliate program, don't want to be working with. And these are the people we don't want to work with either in our affiliate program. The master affiliate, that's the person we want to work with. So you're either offered or you apply to be an affiliate. In the beginning, when we started in June 2017 to work with affiliates, we reached out to people that we thought could do this. We also did it quite short term. It was pretty much a week or two weeks before the launch webinar where I got the crazy idea. (laughs) It's often my spontaneous idea that have the biggest impact. And in this case, that also turned out to be true. Uh, So we offered a few people to participate in our brand new, not really yet refined affiliate program. And it was a great success. And since then, we've always worked with affiliates on our big programs. So basically, a master affiliate is very clear on why you want to promote this partner. Because you have a success story that inspires your audience and it fits with your audience. It fits into your portfolio and you know that this will serve your audience and help them be more successful. So when you create your affiliate launch strategy, you're thinking about how you introduce the partner to your audience. Maybe you have a podcast and you can do a podcast episode. If you don't have a podcast, you can do a Facebook live. You think about how you can warm up your audience. So what can you happen? What can you train them on? What can you give them as a warm up? Think about as a concert. Think about you're going to a concert of some famous person. Typically, before the concert, there's a warm-up band. That's what the affiliate is doing. They're warming up the audience. Because when you are introducing your audience to a partner that offers a program, and even though you've had great success and you share your success story in an email or a Facebook Live, 
that's not enough for your audience. They need more. They need the warm-up sequence. I'll dive into that deeper a little bit later, but basically you have a strategy for your warm-up sequence. Then you make sure that those who have been warmed up actually attend the concert. Basically, they sign up and attend the launch webinar or the five-day challenge or the three-part series or whatever launch strategy the partner is deciding to use. You think about how you can support your partner. You're not always thinking like, oh, how many clicks can I get on my tracking link? No, you're honestly in it for the good. It's a partnership. So you ask and your partner asks as well, how can you support each other? And you do the best you can, even if it may not always lead to more clicks or more sales for you. Then you think about how you can follow up and close the sale. Because affiliate marketing is not about sending links around and getting clicks on those links and thinking then, oh, now I have a cookie. And if that person buys in the next couple of months, I will get my affiliate revenue. No, a master affiliate thinks about how they're going to close the sale, how they're actually going to turn leads into sales. So the benefit of being a master affiliate is you actually have the success that you hoped for. And it's a win-win strategy and it's a long-term strategy in a good partnership. So before I dive more into how being a master affiliate, because I'm sure you want to know more about that, is I want to talk a little bit about referring types. When I started affiliate marketing, I didn't know this at first, and then I got confused which referrer marketing type I should use. And after asking a lot of rounds and doing my own research, I figured it out. So basically there's two types that you can set or your partner can set up in their affiliate system. is first referrer and last referrer. First refer means you send your audience to the partner and if the person is not on the email list already, it registered as a link for you, as a lead. Basically, you get rewarded for leads, but only if those leads turn into sales. But the problem is because you are a first refer, basically the first person who sent this particular person to them, to their email list, you don't know if that person will turn into someone who buys. So it's a risky strategy for you as doing the affiliate program. It actually benefits the partner more than it benefits the affiliate partners because they control more who turns into sales. So last refer is the type that I use and most people use after I did the research. You send your audience to the partner with your tracking link, of course, And even though the person might already be on their email list, you will get a commission if this is the link they last clicked on. I'll explain it a little bit better. Basically, you get rewarded for sales. Yes, you need to get the leads as well because that's what affiliate marketing is about. You bring new leads to your partner, but you will only get rewarded if it actually leads to sales, like in the first case. But in this case, if you sent a lead to your partner and then you don't do anything more, you're basically the wannabe or the slacker, and maybe there is someone else that also has this person on their email list and they ain't doing a much better job than you are. They are sending lots of emails, doing lots of social media posts, 
and your lead for some reason then clicks on one of their links on close card day, the other person is going to get the affiliate commission. So last referrer basically means the last affiliate link that the person clicked on. Now, I don't use affiliate links myself because I think that's unfair marketing and not a good partnership. And I don't know if everyone is like that. So basically, it is down to the link that the person clicks on in the end from my affiliates, so not from me. So if someone sent me a lead in the beginning of our launch and that person only clicks on my links, the original person who sent me that lead is going to get the commission. It maybe sounds a bit complicated, but basically first referrer is only about uh, sending leads over and you don't have any control. But last referrer, you have full control, especially if you're a master affiliate and you have a close card strategy and you will make sure that your audience will click on your link. And even if they click on my link in the end, it doesn't really matter because you still get the sales commission. So how much do you pay affiliates? With software and physical products, it's very low, 5%, even less. And then, you know, Amazon will pay you very little, maybe 1%. But when it comes to online courses, and that's mostly what we're talking about here in this episode, it used to be 50% for online courses. And I'm talking about online courses where you do not do so much yourself. Yes, you might have weekly office hour or monthly calls, but it's not a group coaching program or a mastermind. No, it's an online course or online program. And it used to be 50%. But what I realized after doing a couple of affiliate launches that I was ending up getting less than my affiliates. Let me explain. Basically, let's just assume that the course is 2000 and I pay my affiliates $1,000 and I keep $1,000. That's actually not the case because how the system works that the fees that I pay to Stripe and PayPal get deducted from my share of the, what I keep after we have finished everything and wrapped everything up. So I was getting less than 50% and the affiliate person getting more. And I said, this is unfair. And I explained to my affiliates and they agreed that's unfair. So now we pay 40%. And I see actually after I changed it, I see a lot of big programs also doing 40%. And I think it's for the same reason. For group programs and masterminds, typically there's no affiliate commission because these are programs, they involve a lot of your time or my time in this case. And that wouldn't be fair to pay 40 or 50% of that time. But you might have 10% referral fee, especially when you are in the beginning of your business and you maybe only have group programs and masterminds and you don't have a signature online program yet. When you have a signature online program and you are very generous, like in my case, we pay $1,200 uh, for each lead or each uh, sales closing on our affiliate marketing, then our affiliates are getting rewarded anyway. And most of our group coaching clients and masterminds come from our signature program first. So our partners have been paid for that lead. So there's no reason to reward that again. How do we pick affiliates? Or how do generally a partner pick affiliates? We look for affiliates that have a community to market to. The community doesn't need to be big. 
but they need to be dedicated. And you need to have a list, of course, but a community can also be a Facebook group. But if you don't have a list and you don't have a community, you shouldn't be an affiliate for an online course or a program. You could be affiliate for a product or a software, but wait until you have actually a community to market to. We also reach out to clients who had a great success story. That's how we started. That has turned out to be the best success for us. We have actually worked with a couple of affiliates that were not a part of our programs. And that hasn't been so successful. We're still holding on to the hope. So we always have about two people who have not been a part of the Samba community, but I know them well, they know me well, so they can recommend me and my my programs, but it's not the same thing. So it's easier when you work actually with clients who have gone through your programs and they have a success story to share from that particular program. So if you don't have a success story uh, from a program or by knowing someone for a long time, you shouldn't be affiliate because it's very hard to promote something that you don't wholeheartedly believe in. When we first started to work with affiliates, we reached out to our VIP mastermind clients. Now we also work with a couple of people from other mastermind programs and some of us that stand out to us and are in a market we haven't covered yet. It definitely helps when you're looking and becoming an affiliate if you're covering a market that the partner hasn't covered yet with other affiliates or themselves. And actually now we have opened up our affiliate program to our Samba community. Actually, a few days before we released this episode, we sent out an application only to our Sambas, not to any external ones. So don't send us an email if you're not in the Samba community. And we are looking for a couple of more master affiliates. As we have grown our affiliate program, And, you know, some of our affiliates are very loyal and we're also looking for people who are loyal partners who want to work with us for many affiliate launches over years. And even though we have a couple of those, uh, maybe they have other commitments. Sometimes they're doing another launch and we're very strict on that. We don't want you to be launching at the same time. And then it's important for us to hatch our bets and work with a couple of more people. We don't want to build a huge community. I am actually, I have been an affiliate of programs where there are 500 affiliates. And I think that's too big. That's way too big. But having a couple of more affiliates is going to be hatching our bets and making our community and program bigger and better. So how do we work with affiliates or how should you work with affiliates? We have a private Facebook group. Uh, This has turned out to be a fantastic way to keep in touch before, during, and after the affiliate launch. There we can share our dates. Of course, we can email them out, but it's important that we can kind of discuss launch strategies long before we start the actual launch. We can also share with our affiliates templates for emails and images. Actually, we had for the first time in our last launch, emails written by a professional copywriter. Turned out our affiliates didn't use them because they have their own success stories and they need to write it in their own words. So using templates for emails didn't work so well, but providing our affiliates with an images, lots of images is very important. We brainstorm on uh, 
the next steps in the launch, we make time available for a Facebook Live or a webinar. Actually, in the last launch, I did both. We were working with, I don't know, I think seven affiliates or something like that. And during the open cart in the seven days, I made time for both Facebook Live and a webinar. And it was way too much. So coming up to our next launch, it's going to be one or the other, just to preserve my energy and time. We tackle any questions that come up especially when it comes to questions from potential clients. So the affiliate might get questions that we don't get and we can brainstorm on how to answer them together. And basically we learn from each other, best practices on how to launch. Affiliate launching is different than doing it yourself for your own product. Actually, the fun part is that an affiliate can somehow go more all in on their success story, it's kind of easier to recommend other people than recommending yourself. And that's why affiliate marketing and affiliate launching works so well. Then when it's all over, we celebrate together and then we do a launch review. So we either do this on a call or what we actually did the last time we had a type form and we had people fill out what worked best, what could have worked better, what should we do differently, what kind of help they, do they need from us. And that's so we can always improve our affiliate launches. I want to dive a little bit deeper into how to be a master affiliate. A master affiliate needs to have a story. We talked about that before. So when you work with someone, get really clear on your success stories. Why are you promoting this person and their program? So in your story, you are the hero. What was your challenge before? What was the situation? What was your problem? Why maybe wasn't your business working or whatever else you are promoting? And what changed? What was the transformation? How did this person or this program help? And how does your life and business look like now, after you've gone through the program or after you work with this person? And think about what's different about this online program. Maybe you have tried to work with someone else or done another program. Make sure you don't mention any names. We don't want to talk bad about anyone. But people need to understand what's different because they hear about lots of online programs. So why is this one different? You need to introduce the partner. So that's step two. First, you need to get clear on your success story. Step two is the introduction. When you plan to promote someone, you don't just send out an email and say, hey, I think you should sign up for this webinar. I know, <laughs> weeks in advance, weeks in advance, you need to introduce this partner to your audience. You can do this in various ways. It can be a podcast episode, Facebook Live, email, whatever you choose. But tell people why you are starting to talk about this person. And it's wonderful if you can do this over months and months. But in case you're just starting to work with someone, you start a couple of weeks before. Not when you are promoting the webinar or the launch strategy yet. In the third step, you think about your pre-launch activity, the warm-up that I talked about before. So think of it as a concert. You are the warm-up band. What can you do? Could you have a webinar talking about your success story? Could you have a five-day challenge? Could you have a three-day training? What could you do to warm up your audience? It could be something that you not typically talk about in your business. So maybe you are selling something completely different. You're not a business coach. You're not a marketing coach. You're doing something completely different. 
And then this training could be something related to your business, which connects it to the program. If you are promoting a business program, I'm just assuming that right now. So think about how you can warm up. Step four, get them to sign up for the launch activities. So basically in the warm-up sequence, one of your tasks in the warm-up sequence is to get everyone to sign up for that webinar or that three-part video series or whatever launch activity your partner is using. And you get them to sign up and you kind of watch it with them or participate with them. And there are various ways to make sure they sign up. It could be a part of the warm-up sequence on the thank you page. You promote it in a Facebook group and a pop-up group that you have. Various different strategies. But basically, you want to make sure that they not just sign up for your warm-up sequence and then don't continue on the path to sign up for the launch activities. Think about how you can support your partner throughout the launch. Now, the partner is supporting you, but you are also supporting your partner. Maybe you can come on a Facebook Live and talk about your success story. Maybe you can do a Q&A call or be a part of an interview. Whatever you can do to support them. Maybe you can write up your case study and maybe that will be included on the sales pitch. There are various ways how you can voice that and execute that support and show that you are in it. You're a master affiliate. You're in it for the long term. You're in it for the good and you really want to support your partner. When it comes to the closing strategy, which is an important part of affiliate marketing, and as I said, in most cases, people use last referrer. And if there are many affiliates, you want to make sure that your affiliate link is the one that they click on last. The partner themselves will not be using affiliate link, not to my knowledge, at least I don't do it. Uh, so you don't need to worry about them sending out extra more emails or doing more social media posts. But if there's several affiliates, you need to think about how can you stand out? And one way to stand out as affiliate, and this is step six of being a master affiliate, is have a bonus page. What kind of bonus can you offer? Now, make sure you don't go over the top. I've heard of some crazy stories of bonuses that people have offered. But think about how you can offer something that is worth less than the affiliate commission you're getting, but still feels very valuable to the people that sign up through your link. So maybe it's group coaching calls that you offer that help people be more successful with the program you're promoting. It could be an online course you already have. There are various ways, but you should think about bonuses because they also connect you and you know your audience better to the program instead of just sending out a link and they sign up and they just get the bonuses from the partner. Getting your bonuses is kind of tying them together with you. So you're not, even if you're promoting somebody else's program, you're actually kind of keeping them close to you, these people, because they're your people, they're your audience. So step seven and the last one is the close. Yes, I mentioned the bonus page, but the last day is often where 30 to 40% are made and you as the affiliate are going all in. You clear your calendar and maybe you've cleared your calendar for the whole launch. That would be a wise thing to do, but definitely a close card day. And I have some interesting stories from close card day and affiliates. And what has happened and what I've heard from other people that I've worked with is 
it's not always the person with the biggest list and the biggest community that makes the most sales. It's the person that has the best closing strategy. So what are you willing to do? Now, this is all, of course, ethical and legal, but what are you willing to do? Are you, are you opening up to hop on the phone with everyone? Are you doing extra interviews with people who have already signed up? Are you doing a Q&A call? Are you sending out reminders over many chat? Like, what are you doing to really have a close card strategy? And that's going to be the make or break for a master affiliate. So this was the episode on affiliate marketing. I know you might have some questions, but those I will only be able to answer inside the Samba community. So I hope you are a part of our Samba community already. If you are, you will have received an email on how to apply to be an affiliate. And if you're not a part of our Samba community, I want to encourage you to check it out. We will be launching again in January 2019, and I would love to have you as a part of this community. This was a summary of a masterclass I did on how to be a great affiliate. And we do these masterclasses once a month. And it's always a topic that people ask me for, or I know that they're wanting. And this was one of those topics that people ask me for. And you get very detailed insights into my business and how we work and with these masterclasses. So they are extra bonuses, you could say, when you join the Samba program. Well, I hope you inside, see you inside the community if you're not a part of it yet. And otherwise, I wish you to be a great affiliate, a master affiliate. If you're not already in my Samba community, make sure you get on the waitlist for Samba. We open up doors in January 2019, and you don't want to miss it. Go to signal.com forward slash 270 to sign up for the waitlist, and there you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Signal Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on Apple Podcasts. See you in the next episode.